quote that's haunted me for 20 years, when what you're doing isn't working, you tend to do more of the same, but with greater intensity. Uh, that is the profession of marketing right now is things yes. are to stop. They're not working like they used to be. And we're just all just being like, well, let's ignore everything else and just do more Facebook ads. Not the answer. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new episode of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hosman, and joining me today is a brand new rock star. I am telling you folks, if you read this guy's resume, he's got HubSpot on there. He's got Harvard on there. He's got, like, he is a going to be a font of knowledge. He is the CEO and co-founder of OneScreen.ai, Sam Malakarjanan. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I think I need to have you be my new hype man uh, when I like talk to my wife and such. That was, that was a great intro. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll trade off. You, you can talk to my wife and I'll, I'll talk good. to yours. So that's cool. So again, I did get to do a little bit of research on you, Sam. Um, super cool stuff that you've been involved in. And one of the things I've seen that you say is that we need to stop, quote, optimizing the internet and start optimizing the world. Can you talk a little bit about that and talk about what you mean? Yeah, it, it was a weird moment for me a couple of weeks ago um, when our head of marketing, because I was trying to explain to our team, I'm like, you remember when the internet came along and it made marketing easier and measurable and things like that. And she reminded me that most of our team does not remember marketing before the internet. Oh, geez, yeah. um, but when it came along and we could we could measure stuff, we could control campaigns on our own and tools like HubSpot were out there. Yeah. Uh, and for the last 20 years, marketers have kind of been playing on easy mode. Mm. where you could just dump more money into Facebook and Google and LinkedIn. SEO is easy. I got yeah. in the mid 2000s, I got a cigar website to rank for the term health insurance because I was bored. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. But, but now, you know, you've got $300 billion in annual internet ad spend and a thousand nerds like me have spent 20 years optimizing every inch of the internet uh, to where like, it's it's not fun anymore, mm. right? We're, we're, we've turned into spreadsheet jockeys where we're just running our 5,000th AV test on Google AdWords to get 0.1% optimization. Mm. And there's this whole, turns out there is a real world outside of the internet <laughs> where consumers also go, Yeah. Uh, whether they're B2B customers that you're trying to target, they're driving to work, whether they're you know consumers who are shopping at Target um, and the same sort of digital tricks of, Define your audience, define your campaign goal, define the creative, deploy the campaign, measure it, and then do it again better next time. Yeah. That same philosophy has just never been applied outside of, you know, what we call inter internet advertising. Mm. Um, so we, you know, people think about a home, they think of like billboards or mass transit. They think it's for people with more budget than brains. Uh, but it's actually... One, it's way more than just billboards, right? Like you can wrap cars, yeah. you can sponsor little league teams through the platform. Like it's a really interesting, uh, you know, canvas for marketing creativity. Uh, but two, people have just been buying whichever billboard or whatever gets the most impressions. Yeah. And it's it's not a, this may sound weird coming from me. It doesn't seem like a genius idea to me to be like, hey, why don't we buy the billboards or the LED trucks or whatever that get the right impressions. Right. So. That's really what that thesis is, is it's one a quote that's haunted me for 20 years. When what you're doing isn't working, you tend to do more of the same, but with greater yeah. intensity. Uh, that is the profession of marketing right now is things yes. are to stop. They're not working like they used to be. 
And we're just all just being like, well, let's ignore everything else and just do more Facebook ads. Not the answer. That, I, wow. That's a, that's a powerful sentence that, and it's funny. I think that, yeah, I, I, maybe I, sometimes I take that, uh, take that tact on my fitness too. Maybe I ought to rethink that as well. If it's not working. So, but as we're, you know, we're creating marketing, we all know it's like noisy out there. The audience is exhausted. So how can we create advertising that's not annoying? So it's in your face, all that story, but still effective. Much like the original concept of inbound marketing was mm-hmm. that if you created content that added value before yes. you asked for value, then you would have a higher yield. And I think we've proven that out over the last yeah. <laughs> almost 20 years. Big believer. Um, the same thing is true in in any other media. Like people don't like their Facebook experience or their internet experience being interrupted by pop-ups and banner ads mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't even read this CNN mobile website on my phone anymore because the, the ads cover the content. Yeah. Um, but when you do something clever and fun and out of home, like you can wrap an ice cream truck in HubSpot Orange and park it outside the Salesforce user conference. I, I didn't <laughs> know you could do that, right? Like it, that's, it's stuff that people actually enjoy. They take, yeah. they take pictures of it. We had one guy who was a Forbes 30 under 30 CEO and his mom commented on his LinkedIn profile about how proud she was when he did his first out-of-home campaign. And I'm like, I've spent $100 million on internet ads in the last 15 years. My mother has never once complimented me on my Facebook ads. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That is really funny. And, and I, you know, it is, I think it does reframe the conversation around, yeah, of course you wanted there to be a return. You want, like you said, the spreadsheet stuff, but man, you're right that the ones that have an emotional or a funny or whatever. And and I think it actually speaks to the idea of why Super Bowl ads are what they are, because people are actually spending more money. So let's, let's make it have an impact. And I think that goes to your point. Yeah. It's, we went from being seen as the profession that sits in the corner playing with crayons in like the (laughs) eighties and nineties to being expected to draw a line from every dollar out to every dollar back in. Yeah. And the truth is somewhere in between. Um, we've lost our creativity and frankly, our courage as a profession to try new things. Uh, and we've outsourced it to the platform. Like Facebook's dynamic creative tool is great. Just put in a bunch of variations, let their AI figure out what artwork to show. Mm -hmm. Um, in out of home, like we had a company called IntelliCare targeting nurses and they had like blood vomit, whatever was like their campaign because nurses understand that even though we think hospitals are clean places. Yeah. And it let them be like more creative, more courageous, uh, in a way that somebody who's leaving their hospital shift and who's a nurse who wants to join the IntelliCare platform would see that and be like, yeah, I, I feel that in my soul mm. as opposed to they're, they're scrolling on, you know, Instagram and they see an ad and it also has no credibility, right? Any, right. anybody can spin up a, a Facebook ad. Yeah, actually, that's really, and again, it goes back to really knowing exactly the audience you're trying to reach because it, that speaks to that specific audience. So, you, I, I've seen, have said that startups need to compete less and integrate more. I, I was super curious to, to hear, you know, what you mean by that. So startups tend to want to fulfill their entire vision all at once. <laughs> uh, and that's, it's just not going to happen. Spoiler alert for anybody who's listening. Um, <laughs> right. if, you, if you try to boil the ocean with a match, it's not a bad match. It's a bad plan. Yes. Uh, and people don't may not realize this, like uh, 
Salesforce and HubSpot were competitors, but we had really strong integrations with each other mm. because at the end of the day, you were more likely to be successful with the HubSpot marketing suite if you're using any CRM. We would love it to be our CRM, but if you were using Salesforce, we still wanted it to integrate beautifully yeah. because you were going to be a customer uh, and you're going to be more successful. So one, it saves startups from having to build everything. Mm. Like the people in the out-of-home industry, I'm like, if you've already built it, there's not that many tech companies, we'll just integrate with you. Mm -hmm. um, and then two, it allows you to create kind of exponential value for your users. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't win like their entire stack over to you, which is, which is hard sometimes to, yeah. to win the entire customer, if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, you know, when you see the the platforms that do integrate with others and play nice with others, it is, it's funny, I, not so much from a marketing perspective, but as a consumer, those are the ones I like doing business with because I feel like they they really do have my best interest at heart because they're really whether they I work with them or work with other folks, they want me to succeed. That that makes a ton of sense. There, there was an interesting metric. I think it was last year. HubSpot came out with for every one dollar HubSpot makes in revenue, their app ecosystem makes six. Hmm. Wow. Well, again, that goes to the that goes to the point. This is good stuff, Sam. Final question for you. So what is some piece of advice that, that you find yourself giving all the time to either entrepreneurs or marketers or both? The primary piece of advice is, is focus. Mm. And it's really funny because I say there's like a hundred keynote speeches with me saying this on stage, like who chases two rabbits catches neither, yada, yada. Um, and then immediately allowed my own startup to develop seven distinct business units <laughs> um and motions internally yeah, yeah. because it's hard to say no when mm -hmm. something you know it makes monetary sense it makes whatever but what startups don't think about is the operational debt mm -hmm. so it's really easy to you know to, to launch a startup and when you're big it's really easy to scale but when you're going from small to big and you're having to do things like we have more than one sales reps now it's not just my buddy greg right so <laughs> There's lead rotators that I have to build, all these other kinds of things. Right. Um, and if you don't focus, you make it far more likely that you're going to just fail at everything mm -hmm. instead of if you focus on one thing at a time and ignore all the other, what could be, yes, billion dollar opportunities on their own. Doesn't matter. You're, you're not even going to make one billion if you try and go after three one billion dollar opportunities. Mm -hmm. That is amazing advice, Sam. So where where can where can folks find, learn a little bit more about you, learn more about one screen? Where can where can they go? Yeah. So since marketers are listening to this, they'll understand this. I built a redirect tracking URL. So I I know who comes there. Okay. If you go to placerank.com, okay. uh, it'll redirect you to a webinar that I did on uh, how performance marketers think. Uh, it was for the industry, actually, so they could understand how to sell to intelligent growth and performance marketers. Uh, but I think they'll find the webinar. It's basically my Harvard class condensed into 29 minutes. Nice. So uh, go to placerank.com and uh, you'll end up on onescreen.ai with a query string and a bunch of stuff after it. But that way I'll know that you uh, heard us on the podcast. That is super cool. Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. This was really, really helpful. We'll have to do it again sometime, okay? Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks so much. That's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. Delivering marketing, don't, don't